0: The Gospel according to Mark Glory Glory to you, O Lord The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God As it is written in the prophet Isaiah See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. The gospel of the Lord. raised to you, you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It can't get any worse. This too shall pass. Tomorrow is another day. Have you used these words? Have they been given to you as comfort in a difficult time? Did it help what does bring comfort? What is truly comforting to you? Let's hear it. There's this is it Scandinavian, is it Norwegian? Tell me. This this concept of huge. I probably said that terrible. Come on, help me out, Scandinavian folks. It's about comfort, it's Swedish, I think, right? Because I learned it at IKEA. Um, <laughs> that that we have gives comfort, true comfort to us in our time and our life. Competitors. Competitors. People people around us. Or pets. Your Jewish grandma. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't met her yet. I haven't met Yeah, me either. <are> <laughs> Chicken noodle soup. A thing. Yes. Like tomato soup and grilled cheese. Classic. Mm-hmm. Cracker barrel. This restaurant is built on this idea of comfort food, right? They got a whole room full of candy They go all over it. Big bang, Big Bang, you things or prayer nobody said prayer but that's okay we need comfort uh, this time of year especially uh, uh, for me it's a bag of miniature uh, peanut butter cups yeah it's pretty good christmas cookies are good but you know we can seek comfort in unhealthy ways too when we don't get those things that we need when we don't have people around us to comfort us or food or warmth or a healthy home to go home to we seek comfort in unhealthy ways too don't we when the days are busy and the season is stressful and filled with pressure and painful memories for some, loneliness, grief, a word of comfort goes a long way. We ought to speak tenderly to one another. This weekend, my family and I went to go see the Rainbow Theater production of A Charlie Brown Christmas. It was awesome. You know it, don't you? So you got Lucy giving her brother Linus a hard time for carrying around what? His blue blanket that gives him such comfort. He carries it everywhere he goes. And then Charlie Brown regrets his choice of Christmas tree, saying, Everything I do turns to disaster. Linus brings the message about the true meaning of Christmas, complete with scriptural references. This shall be a sign unto you you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger now at the end of the story he takes that blanket that he carries everywhere and he wraps it around that sad little tree his favorite object of comfort now passed on to the drooping fir and he gives us all this reminder of our true comfort Jesus our savior our comfort is coming The prophet Isaiah in this book in chapter 1, all the way back in chapter 1, told how God had had enough, enough of false worship and injustice. The people were insincere. There was no peace, no justice. And there were warnings of wrath and retribution. Nothing they did could help. There would be struggles and trial. And the Babylonians came, destroying the temple tearing down the house of god in jerusalem and taking away the people into exile in a foreign land now we hear second isaiah another anonymous prophet same book different different prophet it's a generation later and we hear that now god has really had enough had enough of punishment jerusalem has had her fair share And the rough reality they had experienced was coming to an end. These words of hope, some of the most hopeful in the whole Bible, give us comfort. And words are powerful. They can lift us up. They can break us down. And we might hold on to words that were spoken in anger or words of love passed down through generations. I remember words of those from this congregation who've Gone home to glory themselves, they shared wisdom and hope with me. We remember words from history just yesterday on the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Maybe you heard those words again of Franklin D. Roosevelt. This yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a day that will live in infamy. That same speech, he says, the United States was at peace with that nation. Peace. We like that concept. But we who have lived removed from the reality of war for so long think we're at peace. And those who have family members serving overseas know otherwise. We are not at peace in so many ways for so many years. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem The divine voice tells the prophet, Cry out with a new message, a message of deliverance, of hope, of peace. This is an imperative to speak to the heart of the people who have suffered so much. Literally, speak to the heart. They needed to hear a word of encouragement and comfort to move them forward into a new reality, a peaceful reality they could hardly imagine. They needed prophetic imagination. To see this new thing God was going to do in them and around them. Because it would be lost on many. So many who lived in Babylon knew only of that rough reality. Sure, they knew it wasn't their homeland. But it really wasn't that bad. The Jewish exiles were allowed to live, to earn a living. They weren't slaves, not oppressed. So the children of those who had lived in Israel and Judah knew only this existence. They heard about the good old days, maybe. And they would have had a hard time imagining what it was really like to live like their parents did. Hammurabi was the king of Babylon in those days, and he called himself things like the beneficent shepherd, the good shepherd. He said, in my bosom I carry the peoples. And he had built highways for a procession of their gods. And now this image of a highway leading out of exile to bring the people back home gives comfort build a new highway the prophet calls out cries to them tenderly make room and prepare the way for god to lead us home it would have been hard to imagine those highways were for something else entirely but all we need to do is look around and we can see the rough reality we live in too People around us are hungry, short-tempered, desperate. Just this morning, I saw people nearly getting into a fistfight in front of the grocery store. And like Charlie Brown, everything seems to turn to disaster. We can despair, get depressed and hopeless. Isaiah seems to complain in this prophecy. The lives and the loyalty of those who have been so far away from Jerusalem, he says, are like grass. They're here today, gone tomorrow. Why cry anything at all? But the promise is good. The same God who delivered the people from slavery in Egypt through the sea in the Exodus, that old highway. Remember that? That same God would deliver them. And God promised to bring comfort and transformation, a great leveling. God was going to bring about change in a most unexpected way. It wouldn't look the same The world would look different after. And just a few years later, in 539 BC, it was Cyrus of Persia who conquered the Babylonian Empire and allowed the exiled people to return home to Jerusalem. This foreign conqueror was understood as the one God would use to make a way. People were going home. And what it seemed like insurmountable obstacles would be removed, their journey would be swift. The prophet calls the people to trust in God, to deliver them. And God alone would do what needed to be done. So we look around in our culture and the problems we face, in our families, in our city, in the church. I wonder if we can put aside our need to fix everything, to make it just right. Because we know if we've experienced trials and tragedy, we just can't fix everything. Can we trust that God is still at work doing a new thing, leading us into a promised future too? Can we see the world as God sees it, full of the possibility for peace? What would it even look like? It takes imagination. It takes a vision of a new reality with the rough places made smooth now. Mountains made low, the valleys lifted up, a smooth ride. And how do we prepare ourselves and those we meet to see the world in this way? To trust in God again? How can we share this story of faith that calls us into a new future? And sometimes all we have are words, right? Other times we act. It's our actions that show this new future. We act to serve people, to make a difference in their daily life. To provide some comfort. Always we have a powerful story to share. When words run out, we simply can point to the cross and say, There is your God. The prophet calls the people to speak good news, to get up on that high mountain. The word for herald, herald, is the same word for evangelist, one who shares the gospel. When we share this good news, we help mountains come down for others. We share the peace that is in us and we multiply it in the world. It changes us too when we reach out to a friend to invite them to join us for a meal. To come along and be together at this time of year. We've got some postcards going out to some folks maybe who haven't been to church in a while. And, and I just write a note on there saying, hey, we miss you. Come on home. And I long for that evening, that Christmas Eve evening when this place is full. And people see each other that haven't seen each other for a long time and they hug. And I know that if you are out there, you're picturing this. And you know those faces. Reach out to them too. Give them an invitation. We don't have to be afraid anymore. We got good things to come. We got nothing left to fear. So, freed from complacency, we can go out and share good news. Freed from fear, from complacency, from the status quo, we get to be freed to go up and share this message everywhere we go a message of redemption and peace in Jesus. God's word gives comfort. But if we're like Linus and we're just carrying it around and keeping it to ourselves all the time and afraid to share it, we miss an opportunity to comfort another one. God is calling us, calling us through the word to go and share good news, especially this time of year. But always to tell the good news of Jesus to a world in need. To bear glad tidings and to speak the peace of Christ. To believe in the peace of God. Christ brings and to work towards peace in the world wherever we have the opportunity. God promises comfort is coming. And as we wait in Advent, we prepare and we share that the rough reality we have known will be redeemed, will be made new, and the Savior is the true ruler of this world and is the true good shepherd. No other one like him. The glory of the Lord is revealed in him, and the whole world will know. Yes, words have power. They have power to comfort when we share our stories of God's grace in our lives, stories of overcoming obstacles, stories of navigating a rough reality to find healing and hope and comfort, to find hope and peace in the future. God's word gives comfort and brings about a new creation and the best news of all. God's word stands forever.